Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Big Blocks Garage. Um, I'm sitting down with my wife tonight, Alex, so that we can discuss what it takes to be like a car couple, what it means to me to be a car husband, a car dad, because I mean, we have some crazy plans, or at least I have some crazy plans for tracking down my kid's first car, and he's only like a year and a half old almost. So, without further ado, this is my wife, Alex. Hi. Hello, everybody. This is Alex. I'm Matt's wife. As of this October, it'll be a five years. Wow. Time has flown. <laughs> like, I did not realize it had been five years yet. Yeah. Well, we've been together almost ten. I know. That's crazy. It's, uh, and cars have been a center, or at least a prominent feature, the entire time. I would say that, because when we got together, you were driving the C10, um, which was a 1963 C10 that your dad bought. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. I wasn't driving it right when we met. Right when we met, I was driving um, the 2000 Chevy Blazer. Um, but I think within a couple weeks after us meeting, you helped fire it up. Um, because remember you came over, we fired it up, finally got it running. And then my mom took off for one last final drive in it and came back with paint on the bumper. No, that was when we picked it up to bring it home to, to our house. Oh, was that when you started driving it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So there might be a hit and run case on this truck somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then that's when you, that was the very, very first time you had ever seen it driven and you drove it to your papa's house so he could see it oh yep yep i sure did Mm -hmm. and then i had the 86 w250 when we got together yes you did um we went on our first date in that truck yes we did because that was the old razzle dazzle when i would take girls out for the first time except uh the razzle-dazzle of our first date started with Matt being like, oh, I need to get a haircut, and then then we'll go to dinner. And on our way to dinner, uh, his old boss called him and was like, so I need your help castrating some bull, some bull calves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting when you date a farm guy. A farm guy, car guy. I'm a man of many trades. I would say that. A man of many hats, figuratively and metaphorically speaking yes touching on that if you see me without a hat something bad happened and i need a hat right away <laughs> just give him your hat just give him your hat i don't care what your hair looks like give him your hat because that poor noggin will sunburn and turn purple it's true it's true um so i mean when growing up for you you were definitely around cars a lot more than i was growing up now i mean Outside of, like, normal driving cars, sure, we were around that equally, but I'm talking, like, cool cars. You were definitely around those more than I was. Yeah, so when I was, I know, probably our son's age, um, like, 15 months, year and a half, maybe maybe I was even less than a year. I don't know. I I don't have a memory of it. My dad bought that same 1963 Chevy C10 that's sitting in our driveway, um, right now and he drove that because he was working at an aluminum factory and it was like 50 miles so he round 50 miles one way to work and so that's what he took every day to work and it was just it was just a truck he drove every day um and he also ended up i don't know the story behind it he also had a 63 chevy impala I think his dad got it for him. I'm not sure the story on that one. That would be... I do know the story on that one. Okay. He bought it He bought it off the original buyer, and but it wasn't anybody related. He just saw it in a one ad mm-hmm. or a for sale ad, and, and he bought it, and he's had it ever since. And then you were also seven months old when they brought the seats in home. Your mom and dad both corroborated that story. See, that's that's better getting the story from somebody coming from the outside versus just, yeah, we're not going to clarify the details because you grew up in it. Of course, you know the details. Like, well, maybe I, I don't. So, yeah, that, um, that truck has been through many different renditions through the years. Um, my dad actually drove that 
from Washington to Arkansas when we moved here. Washington State. Washington, yeah, Washington State, not D.C., uh, in the mid-90s. So that was, I mean, it's it's been all over. And then his Impala, um, that actually took a lovely trip down here in the semi of all of our stuff because it just had a, the engine changed out. Yeah, um, my mom just had dad's uh, uncle, uncle uh change that out yeah and your dad drove that truck through the rockies with a granny four speed and a 411 rear end so he was not getting anywhere fast (laughs) um having driven that truck with that setup you you definitely don't get anywhere fast now you can take off the line pretty fast i think it used to have a little bit more get up and go back in its day well it was a very tired 350 when we took it out yeah um because that thing granted it was just like a little fishing boat would go out to the lake uh, on the weekends and it we went everywhere absolutely i mean that was that was life and then when we moved here uh it was the impala that was the, that was our vehicle every day yeah um so classic cars have been around for longer than i can walk in my life and, and see, nobody gets to have that kind of story. Well, I mean, some people do. But our son like, will. Yeah, our son's definitely going to have stories like that. I mean, he already plays in the C10 while I'm working on stuff with it or I'm trying to work on the duster and he's underfoot too much and I'm afraid he's going to get in something in the garage. So then <laughs> I stick him in. trying to pull the headlights out himself. Yeah. So then we, <laughs> I just stick him in the C10 so he can play with radio knobs and turn the steering wheel. I think that was, um, that was a key set of memories in my life is that it wasn't – it wasn't something special, but it was a fixture of life. Um, playing in the with the tailgate down on that truck bed was just life, like my entire life. I have so many memories of sitting on that tailgate um, from a young age, playing with Barbies, to a teenager, and I made bad choices, and my sister, who worked for the sheriff's office, found the remnants of that bad choice and we sat on that tailgate in mom and dad's yard or with it parked because she was driving it then and she talked to me about those bad choices so that's c10 like all four of you girls learned how to drive that truck i don't know if Aaliyah did but i was 10 years old when i first drove that truck because you could drive it without using the clutch oh yeah because i mean that granny four setup was so wore out you could just slap it around i mean and by driving it was a really loose term like um my parents yards fairly large and so like when we were hauling limbs and stuff um i would drive it around the yard um not fast not under one mile an hour uh, but still, in it, staring 10 years old. Yeah, I will say this. I have great respect for your dad for the fact that he does not give a flying rip if it is a classic that someone wants to pay him $20,000 for. If it's a truck, it's doing work. Yeah, that's very, very true. Now, the Impala, I've never driven that. Um, Aaron I don't think any of us ever will. <laughs> Aaron got to drive it to her senior prom. That's awesome. Yeah, and so this... The, Okay, senior prom, so that was in 2000. Right. So I don't think any of us, Mandy might have. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think she did because she helped him work on it a lot from what you've told me and what he's told me. But she was 13 when that happened, so he didn't let her. I mean, he. I knowing your dad, they probably did a little up and down the road with him supervising. Especially yeah. back then because there's hardly anything on that road then. Oh, yeah, it was a little two-lane. Yeah. It was all farm around there, so. So I mean, I got to sit in mom's lap and steer her Rangers when I was a kid on the farm roads. So I'm sure I'm sure Mandy probably got to drive it. We'll have to ask her because now I'm curious. Yeah. Um, exciting news! We finally got your dad convinced to pull that Impala out of storage, and he's actually working on it as hard as I'm working on the duster when he's not traveling. Which, which means some days a lot, some days not a lot. You gotta try to find that balance. <laughs> Just for that clarity for those who can't see life which is real when you have project cars 
Sometimes you get a ton of progress done. And then sometimes it's 90 degrees for three weeks straight and you are working a ton and you've got family stuff going on. The last thing you want to do is stand in a hot garage in the middle of the night working on your vehicle. Yeah, because I mean the way our house sits, there's n- I don't have anything against it. Because when the wind's coming from the north, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But when it's coming out of the west or the east, you get no breeze in our garage. And I know some of our listeners aren't in Arkansas. Um, you basically feel like a dog is standing there breathing on you when you get breeze anyway during the summer. Yeah, because it's, I mean, you're sitting at 80 plus percent humidity. So... Um, shout out, I do know a couple of our listeners are actually close to Spokane that are not related to you. That That's a big thing there. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd find that pretty cool. Well, hello, hello. I hope you are, the weather air has cleaned up for you guys. Thank you for listening. And I won't tell you my maiden name, so we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> don't know if I need to know. So, I guess my question is, like, one of the things I want to discuss on this episode is, how do you view that our relationship's been influenced by the cars and the car passions? So, I would say, from the beginning, it... Because I... I because I grew up seeing somebody turn wrenches, that's not anything foreign and crazy to me. My dad wasn't a mechanic at all. He's not a mechanic. I mean, he's did mechanical jobs in industry, but not a auto. Yeah, not an automobile mechanic. Um, but I still grew up watching him work on vehicles. I didn't. My mom didn't work on the vehicles with him at all ever, and that's not a bad thing um, because when you have four kids, it's divide and conquer. Well, I mean, 95% of car guys will say that their wives do not come out in the shop, especially when they're working on something. Yeah. And even, I mean, I don't go come out, I'd say, like, 10% of the time. Yeah. But and, if but, I ask for help, you come out and help. Yeah. And then even 10% of the time is 100% more than a lot of other people get. So yeah. I would, I mean, I feel like I'm probably underselling myself by saying only 10% of the time. I would say it's... I mean, you'll come out and make sure I'm doing okay and make sure I'm not having a mental breakdown because I'm stuck on something. Um, We have had, like, I don't know, a baby this last year that's kind of inhibited that. Right. And then prior to that, there was, I was pregnant and not able to help with a lot. And then I worked nights for a long time, so. So, I mean, we were on opposite ends of the day for many years. We... With the baby and everything else. I will say with the C10, you were super involved. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we were... The stars aligned. We were on the same days and everything. So, it all kind of just worked out. Um, But, I mean, like right now, this thing I've been having a hard time with is just finding that balance. Because, like, I don't want to spend so much time out there that I'm missing time with a little guy. Because every day is a new day with him. And then, at the same time... I feel like I'm not getting as far as I could be with the car. So, I would have to say we can keep, I mean, obviously mother of one, and I'm not giving parenting advice. This is not what this is for anybody. But I would say wife to husband, keep doing the car. We'll come out and join you. I mean, that child would rather run around a million miles an hour than be inside. He is all boy to the core. Um... And then, I don't know, by next summer, he's going to be handing you wrenches. They might be the, or they will be the wrong size, but he'll hand you tools. I was about to say, if he handed me the correct size at two years old, I'd be terrified. (laughs) Because he is definitely way smarter than me, and I am hosed. But, oh, what was your question? Circle back to your question. Okay, let's circle back. Um... So, how would you feel like the car hobby and the car culture has influenced our relationship? So, I don't bucket. Like, there's there's women who are like, I want these special time and these special dates. And 
um, we both realized early on, if we're going to enjoy time and life together, I think um, raising livestock together helped us with that, is that you need to find those those many moments, those many dates within the chores in which you're doing. Um, there's, I know there's plenty of people who find that like they need to carve out specific date nights um, and that's what they only consider quality time. We, on the other hand, um, if we're doing a parts run to some random place in the middle of Oklahoma or Missouri, Missouri. <laughs> just just some random place to get parts, um, we make that either, now now we make it a family trip, um, but in the past it was just those were our little mini moments, our mini dates. Um, we have gotten more quality time by intentionally taking the moments where we're actively doing other things and using those as our, as our time together. So, um, as for like, how has it played into our relationship? Um, if it hasn't been, we no longer have livestock, but is if it hasn't been livestock, then it was cars. Um, and so no matter what we do, we've always done it together. So if I'm, I don't have really other hobbies, but if I'm into doing a project for around the house, my garden, um, Matt's just full in 100% on board with me. And then I do as much as I can to be full in 100% on board with him too, um, with his car stuff. It's it's about enjoying the life that we have and pursuing what really makes us happy and not try to create this image of perfection for other people. I mean, from outside looking in, I get told all the time I'm very spoiled for a car guy because mm -hmm. I can just be like, hey, I need this part. And you're like, okay, let's get it done and let's make it happen. So, I mean, like, I never hear of anyone's wives going on a parts run with them. They're just like, okay, you have a good time. I, so, my thoughts on that are you can sit at home and this isn't me preaching, but you can sit at home and be irritated or... You can set a, you can be at home and do another thing, which is fine because there's often times that I haven't gone on parts run because there are things that I've had to do. Um, or you can go and enjoy that time together. And I say enjoy the times that you have. Um, embrace that interest. I, I I'm also I also am more mechanically um, inclined than most other women. Um, not all women by far. And there's some stellar, amazing female mechanics out there that I am just insanely jealous of their abilities, um, and their dedication and passion. But just as a wife of that car guy, I mean, it's, it's just another aspect of your life. Um, I know so many, so many women who their husband plays video games constantly as their like downsize hobby or they go hunting or they I mean whatever the millions of hobbies that people can have um I would rather be beside him doing those hobbies with him um than trying to create additional time for us and this I mean, I can say there's been times on these part runs that we're absolutely laughing like a couple of idiots because mm -hmm. some, something funny happened or we said something just funny. I mean, I've had some of the best times I've ever had with anyone just doing our little family part runs. It, I mean, that's really, you got to find those joy in those little moments. Um, of course, we still take dates. Um, there's times that... I, I haven't gone on part runs because one, I didn't, I just, I've gone not because I didn't, I just didn't feel like it. Or, um, I took my laptop and my hotspot so I could work while I was on the road with him and we talked, um, but I was still able to keep doing what I was doing. So I, I do have that flexibility 
that I can work from anywhere. Um, I believe James Lee went on his first part run at two months old. Yes, yes. Um, and that was that was fairly successful up until the end. Just up yeah, until the, the end. It was a long time to ask for a little guy to be in the car seat. You know, we went we ran up to Joplin. But he was little. He was. Yeah, I mean, we hadn't been home for a full month. Um, but that being said, we spent a month in Kansas City, so nobody called me out of my math. He was about two months old. Yeah. It, and that was, yeah, he was really little because I had to take him out of the car seat to feed him. Um, a whole other story there. We don't need to dive into that. Uh, I love that you love the time with the cars I think it's good for the human brain to do something with your hands. I just feel like that's what we're wired to be and to do. Um, and are you going to spend a lot of money on cars, on restoring cars? If you have a car payment, yes. Yes, you will. But if you're like us and we don't do the car payment life, we're not about that. Um, no, you're not. You're going to spend, I mean, you can choose to spend as much as you'd spend on a car payment every month in parts or on the months where you're like, hmm, we want to focus on this instead. We'll focus on this, this other thing instead. Um, and so that's how we, we don't have more money than other people. We don't have more time than any other people. Um, it's just that time that we, or that that investment, time and financial investment, that you might spend on other things. This is just what we choose to. Um, we don't do a lot of just hanging out on the couch in the evening, like a little bit after once it gets super late. Or with it being ninety degrees for three weeks straight. Yeah, um, but like tonight, we're recording this at eleven o'clock at night because. And if you hear the clackety-clack of the garage, that is our 12-year-old German Shepherd hobbling his way to the living room. <laughs> so. But I mean, like, I love the fact that as a family, like, I'm talking whole family, everyone's been so supportive of me getting into the cars and doing these things with the cars. And then just the level of support from friends and family with the YouTube channel and now the podcast. I mean, I know not a whole lot of people will probably listen to this, but who knows? It could break, be a big break and just go crazy. That's all you need. You just you just need me, the moneymaker. Woohoo! Match those or rack up those listens. I was going to say views. I guess they're listens. For this, is listens, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just. I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I could do this for a living. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm having a blast doing it. Like, figuring out the audio and figuring out how to do video and stuff like that. And now I'm start trying to teach myself how to do photo editing and video editing so I can put out better photos for my, the Instagram page and then better videos for the YouTube page. So I've got a question for you. Since, I mean, I know you feel very supported and blessed, but how do you think being into cars has two things? What's the best thing it's done for you as a spouse and as a father? And then how has it hindered you as a spouse and as a father? Well, I'd say definitely as a spouse and a father, it has made me more patient. Because it's not always going to go your way when you're working on old cars. <laughs> It, it's definitely not always going to go. Actually, 99% of the time, it's not going your way. Um, it's. I've, I've flashes of memory of like you redoing the brakes and that duster when we t- <laughs> when you talk about that. Oh, man. So. Don't, don't get. Okay, hold on. Let me stay on point and then we'll go back to, circle back to that story. And then I'd say a way it hindered me is time. It has cost me time. Mm-hmm. Um. No, don't get me wrong. Like you said, you guys come out and circle around and we talk and everything while we're doing this stuff. But at the same time, there's hours that I'm out there by myself or the guys are over and recording one of our episodes for that podcast or I have traveled to go film either a video or just to go to an event so I can try to get the, the name out there. 
You know, I have to say, if you weren't doing this, there would be something else. Um, Matt is not not a guy that goes to the bar and hangs out. and um, There's no condemnation there for anybody that does, but that's just not... Hey, that's some guys, that's, yeah. that's what they do, and that's fine. Yeah, um, so you don't go to the bar and hang out. You don't play golf, and you're gone on the golf course for... I don't know how long a round of golf takes. I'm imagining a few hours. It takes forever, unless you're <laughs> playing best ball. Is it, I know nothing about golf. I just know it's hit the ball into the hole. I just want everyone else to know right now there is not a demon in our house. That is our English bulldog laying down under our kitchen table as we record this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a full house. <laughs> oh, not 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 a full house, but we have pets. And <laughs> but I mean, so so let me ask you that same question. And how do you feel like it has affected me positively and negatively? Positively, it's really, especially because we got together and like the start of your car journey. You've always liked cars, but you never did like the real work work on them right. um, until we got together. I think it has taught you patience. Um I think it's taught you humility that you don't know everything and that's fine because nobody goes into I think it gave you that perspective that nobody goes into it knowing everything. Right. Um, that even when you know a lot, you can still be like, what the heck is wrong with this? As the C10 and the rear ends locking up issue, how many people were like, um... Every single person I've talked to. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then... So I think it's taught you patience. It's taught you humility. Um, it's also raised your financial acumen. It's made you more focused on the real financial impact of, of what you want to do, um, which is a good thing. Um, yes. Like for Because those are skills that have translated into our family life and positively affected our future going forward um, and allowed us some really nice um, comforts 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 right. um, and then how has it hurt um, I don't have a fancy brand new mom UV no but you do have hey. a tank of a Toyota 4Runner that has survived multiple new yes, families. Yes, I, I, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I don't have the dream mom UV. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't actually want life to be any other way. Maybe you can hone up your carpentry skills. Yeah, but that would take away from car stuff because then I'd have me building you stuff all the time. That's fine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it, really. So, I'm trying to think of the next question here. Um, so it's not a huge secret, and it's not really a little known fact, but I'm I'm pretty fearless when it comes to driving something that hasn't been proven. Um, I brought the duster home after sitting out in the woods for about I think ten years. I think. It's a little sketchy on the timeline there. We'll just go with 10 years. We'll go with 10 years. It's out in the woods for 10 years. Brought it home, changed the oil. We vacuumed out all the mud dauber nests, which, by the way, if you see wasps making nests around your classic car, can they be a butt? Yes, but leave them until you're ready to work on it because that duster, after sitting out in the woods on Beaver Lake for 10 years, not a wire one, not a seat one. We didn't find a squirrel nest, rabbit nest, an acorn, nothing in this car. Though mud dauber nests everywhere, and by everywhere I mean inside the horn. Um, just, the entire engine was covered. It just in the most random places everywhere, mud dauber nests. But I mean, I'm, that's the only thing I can think of that kept all the rodents out was because they would get stung to no end. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Maybe the mud kept it from resting apart. I, I mean, know. who knows? <laughs> but I mean, so anyway, I brought the car home, got it off the trailer, we washed it up, and it cleaned up great. I mean, amazing. And um, if you want to see those videos, go um, look up Big Spot Garage on YouTube. 
and we're also on Instagram under the same name. Um, but so I got it. I drained the oil, added the oil, fresh oil, poured about five gallons of new gas in the gas tank, <laughs> got it running. And by running, that's a big stretch. It would idle. Um, but got it going just enough. And then I took off around the neighborhood. And that was kind of successful. And so then I started dailying this car without checking brakes ever. <laughs> just, just straight, let's start dailying it. With a hole in the floor um, and a hole in the exhaust right below that. So it was pumping exhaust into the car yeah um i did not ride in the vehicle when i was pregnant i refused she did refuse and i just drove it to work because that slant sticks got like 20 something miles to the gallon with the windows down with the windows down because there's not ac i'm i'm not fancy like that and no working windshield wipers but i mean see like i did that before like a long time ago because like when i got the 86 and it was that was 14, 15 years ago when I got the 86. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, uh, it's out in the woods for about two years. We went out there, aired up the tires, poured gas in the carburetor. I didn't even change the oil. I wasn't that nice then. I was young. Um, fired it up, drove it from Montanay. Now, for everybody that doesn't know this, Montanay's out on Beaver Lake. And Beaver Lake's in northwest Arkansas. And then, so I fired it up out there, and I drove it all the way to the other side of the county, almost to the Oklahoma State Line. And that truck performed amazing, <laughs> but it was not proven or tested, and I just took off, and away we went. We've done that with every single classic car that we own. We've never... Okay, no, we did trailer the Duster home. Yes. Yeah, we did trailer it, but that's the only vehicle we've ever trailered home. Well, we did trailer the C10 over here, but the engine wasn't even like where it would run. We didn't trailer the C10 home when we first got it, though. Oh gosh, no! I got it running at your folks' house again because after after you quit driving it, it went back to sitting. So I went over there, uh, put a fresh carb on it, and fired up and drove it. (laughs) Drove it through rush hour traffic with no gauges. No gauges and tags that were expired by about three years. Gas tank leaking. No, no. Your dad fixed that when you were driving it. So the gas tank wasn't leaking. We were good. Those For those who don't are unfamiliar with uh, Chevy pickup trucks, that gas tank sits directly behind the driver's seat inside the cab. And they are also prone to have the seals break down and they will leak slightly. So if you put more than half a tank of gas, it just permeated the cab with the smell of fuel, which makes your clothes smell like fuel. And at the time, almost 10 years ago, I think I was a cashier. And so people would be like, what is up with this girl? rolling into work now that being said um the perks of being alex with having a boyfriend who's a car guy and was becoming more and more of a car guy she could call me and be like my car my truck ran rough on the way to work while she was working her shift i'd show up and do a complete tune-up on the truck so that when she got off work it was all new spark plugs distributor cap and everything so I didn't know this until a couple years ago, but um, me, when I, I worked at that job, at the cashier at that little grocery store, uh, I was a subject of conversation. I didn't realize that. Because um, of the truck? Because of the truck, yeah. Um, so some of the guys were always like, cool, awesome, amazing truck. Um, and turns out years later the girls would be like poor girl she only has that old beat up old truck she's so odd why does she drive that big old beater of a truck (laughs) without knowing a single thing but see that goes to show it's all about perspective Mm -hmm. like for us amazing like it's amazing you're gonna drive a 63 c10 that is a ratty muscle truck Mm mm-hmm and and to us that's awesome to non-car people 
You're just driving a hoopty. So the funny thing is, the one person who really liked it turned out to be um, Matt's cousin's best friend. Gene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was Gene. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize it, but this guy was all about it. And Matt's cousin is the person that sparked Matt's fuel and love for cars because... Um, Cousin Dave worked in a body shop, did some gorgeous paint jobs over the years and body work. And I actually spent um, a summer working with him in that body shop. Yeah. And then even um, any time Matt needed help uh, with the vehicles, heading up, um, he went to Dave's, and Dave just didn't didn't just fix it. It was okay, Matt. You're turning wrenches. You're doing it too. Right. There's it was a, big, a lesson. There's a big age difference between them, so it really was this this like mentor relationship on top of just a family cousin relationship. Um, and so it's super exciting now to see that the fruits of that labor, and then Matt gets to have that with his son and. Um, it's just exciting. And Dave has a son that's kind of close to our son's Just age. a couple years older. Yeah. So, it's just, it's so, funny I mean, how everything goes full circle, especially and, in the car world. And it really is. And what was fun was with the, I can't remember if it was with the C10 or with the Ram, but there's actually a photo of me at his son's age and standing on a bumper of one of Dave's old Chevys and Dave working on it. And so we recreated that photo of him. You didn't recreate it. I just snapped it. You were working on the Ram. I had seen this picture from uh, late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. No, I was a little guy. Yeah. Um, And so when they were working on it, I snapped it because I had seen that picture like two days prior. And I was like, oh, I need to grab this. And then I stitched them together so you could have them both together and that's how that happened because i just snapped the picture without telling you guys that's and it right. was the it was the ram yeah it's been a few years since that photo happened um so i mean well speaking of full circle um with dave knowing how to do body work he's actually going to come over to our house when we get ready and we're going to do the paint job on our big project we have going right now with the duster we're going to do that in, at our house, in the garage that we're going to turn into a paint booth. I am slightly terrified for that, but you know how I view it. I'm going to get the garage repainted if it gets messy. We're going to hang plastic. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I mean, a fresh coat of paint in the garage. I don't mind. Be a bunch of red splatters. I like white. <laughs> but uh, I mean. So I touched on this earlier in the episode, at the very beginning of it. Um, I am already on the hunt for James Lee's project car because I kind of have. I want him to be able to go to school with a cool car. Trans Am all the way, high school vehicle. Woohoo! T top. I'm just kidding. No. Get off my podcast. That would be pretty pretty cool with like the the Phoenix. Okay, no, that would be awesome. That would be that would be so like black with like the gold phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah. smoking the bandit car. I'm with you. Yeah, you got it. But uh, no, because I know what kind of kid that would be. Cough, cough. My father. <laughs> no, I no, mean, he drove a Volkswagen. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like we kept the slant six out of the duster. We're keeping the transmission that goes to that slant six. I'm gonna rebuild both of them, but I'm just thinking like an older A body Mopar. Or just something like that. Something that we could reuse this engine. So then he has the original engine out of my dream car in his high school car. We can just make him like super sleeper dragger. See, I think he needs to be involved in the choice of what the vehicle is. And that's part of the reason I've kind of slowed down on it. And it's turned more into me looking for what my next project might be. But... If anybody in the car world talks to Matt, tell him a... I want a sleeper station wagon, wood paneling and all. I don't need anybody to tell me that secret. I already knew it. I keep my eye out. Like, I'm th- look, I'm keeping an eye out for a Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's... I mean, if you can have the Narcs Brothers LS swap it, I'd be game, too. I'm t- 
Hemiswap. Hemiswap. Okay. Okay. We'll be different. Hemiswap. Okay. We're, we're more about Hemiswap the world instead of LSWap anything. I, I, I'm supporting... I, I support everybody. <laughs> support Big Blocks Garage. Support, support Narcoleptics. Uh, just so you know, a couple of good friends of ours, the Narcoleptic Brothers, um, they have their own shop that they're working on part-time. And then they also have their own podcast under that name, and they have a YouTube page under that name. Actually, you can find them just about anything social media under that name. But, um. So, I would have to say the cars. I just, I just want to say this. So, cars has something that I never, I don't think I've ever mentioned to you that I enjoy is it keeps us intentionally dating kind of with a theme. Um, I know so many people who spend their, well, one, I think if you're married, you should still be dating your spouse. There's not like a weird thing about that. Um, but when we go out and do things, even if it's a date or it could be a date and it's a family date, um, it, I think it keeps us intentionally driving towards things um, yeah. versus getting in a rut where we don't know what to do next. Like next next weekend, the weekend after, um, I got us tickets to go to the local drive-in um, through this special event through my work. Um, they're playing the Cars movie. And so we could take the, take our son and go do that. And it's the classic drive-in and what goes better together than, um, than with movies, classic cars, drive-in. It's all, all that nostalgia there together. And see, I just love the nostalgia. Mainly because they just don't build stuff to last like they used to. Don't get me wrong. They're squeezing more power out of stuff now than ever before. But at the same time, Richard Petty did 200 miles per hour with four gears mm-hmm. in a Plymouth Superbird. Versus they're just now getting into the 200 mile per hour club with the modern stuff with like an 8-speed transmission and or 10-speed automatics and everything else. I mean, it's just they built stuff to be like just fun and last and tough back then. I think a huge appreciation of just vintage, retro, that kind of all ties in hand in hand um, with appreciating cars. I don't have the time or energy to be, to do the, the rockabilly, do the hair and the makeup, but I would totally, I, I would love that every day. I feel like if I got you a 60s or 50s station wagon, you would make the time to make that happen. I mean, possibly, yeah. Possibly I could do, like, the pin-up hair, and that would be fun. Uh, I think that is a huge part where we still... That we still bounce ideas and creativity off of each other because that appreciation for the vintage... Like, I have it even in, like, the home side of things, and I really enjoy that mid-century modern retro furniture interior furnishings i like the retro in the kitchen and uh, the 60s are our jam like yeah just about you could put a show on that's set in the 60s and alex is going to be like i love the living room and it's just that vintage six mid to late 60s early 70s just don't take our internet away i really like the internet <laughs> internet's a great thing <laughs> so i mean like I feel like the car stuff, and I want to put this out there. My wife has the patience of a saint when it comes to me with this car stuff. Um, I feel like it's taught us to be patient with each other. It made us a little bit stronger as a couple. And one of the many aspects of me is a strong couple. Um, She has put up with me buying three different vehicles without running it past her first. And that's fine, actually. Um, I, I know there would be so many people who would be so frustrated with that but he has never bought a vehicle without uh was staying out of like getting something off the wall that we could use right in whatever stage in life that we were in um i don't have this laundry list of things that i need in a vehicle i have a really one one really silly want and that's an suv 
that um, I can push the button inside to open the hatch. <laughs> yes, that would be pretty cool. And close it too. But but other than that, I mean, and that's not like a need at all. There's a I have a big difference between want and needs. What I need is a safe, clean, reliable vehicle that gets down the road uh, that I enjoy being in. Um, air conditioner's a need in the south. It's a it's a need. There's it's no- a need. I mean, I know I'm gonna be dumb and drive the duster for a while with the Hemi swap without an AC. But, I mean, it's a non-AC car to start with, and I'm just trying to get this car back on the road. Yeah, and then vintage AC is going to be our... That's going to be our saving grace once we get to that point. Yeah. So, what vehicles are you planning to bring into our family next? In all honesty, I'm going to try to find you your wagoneer or a station wagon Mm -hmm. um for me i'm planning on trying to find and i know this is probably going to be impossible to find but an affordable affordable being the keyword uh 71 to 73 roadrunner um i it's not so much the body of the car i love it's the grill really that's what it is that you like for me is that front end there's not a more iconic front end for me than that plymouth roadrunner front end that grill. Can I put in an early request? Can it be plum crazy purple? Oh, absolutely. I just feel like Roadrunner and purple just Oh no, I, I fully support that. Like like this one, like the duster started out, I was gonna do a factory restore and then it's slowly but surely turned into this resto mod that's being oh. built up to be able to handle traveling competitions like lap of america or hot rod power tour or drag week mm-hmm. like that is what that car is starting to turn and get built into which i'm fine with because that's something i really want to do with that car this roadrunner even though i will probably end up hemi swapping it modern hemi swapping it as well just for the gas mileage and reliability it will be more of a vintage restoration like i will probably put rally wheels back on it i will disc brake upgrade just for safety since we're doing the new hemi but, I mean, for the most part, you're going to think this car is from 1971. Yeah, and you're going to—you're doing the tour red. He did—he took the hood off, and we did sample um, the Hemi Orange and the tour red. And that's what it, it was originally coded for, was the tour red. And it, it's, it's right. That's what's right. It looks right. feels right. Tour yeah. red. So, I mean, that's going to be the color we end up going with. But, I mean— I mean, I know you're wanting the wagon or a grand wagon here, but what would you like to see me bring it home next? You know, that's that's where I'm at, really, with the big a point. I just feel like makes this work for us is that I don't have expectations. Um, I know you'll keep us in vehicles that we can be in and we can still do life in. Um, you're not going to make me drive around without air conditioner. Um, and other than that, I'm up for the journey because you can't get locked into what a restoration should be, especially when your spouse isn't a professional mechanic. Um, you're, you've encountered things along the way where you're like, this is too hard for me. At this stage, I either need to get help or change my course one way or the other. Um, and getting locked in on those ideas makes life so much more enjoyable. And then not getting a fixation on a dream, a dream vehicle, a model XYZ, whatever. I'm not going to name anything because I don't want to crush any, make anybody feel bad about wanting anything. But I personally... I like really don't want to go and drop that fifty plus thousand dollars on a vehicle um, in one go. If a vehicle costs us money over time, and as we're upgrading it, we're able to drive it. Hey, we're able to use it and get it down the road. Um, right. So that's that's how I feel about vehicles, and just as long as we don't fill up our driveway to the point that we don't have anywhere to park. And that's and that's the thing I try to avoid. Like right now. We had to see 10 sitting for a long time, but I'm trying to get that back on the road now. So, like, I'm my attention split between two different projects right now. Um, but I already have a transmission that just needs to get rebuilt for your C10. 
since you want it to be automatic now, and that's fine. It's not a want, that's a need. Well, yeah. Um, I'm getting old. My <laughs> knee is bad. So, so we're going to end up putting the five-speed in the duster, um, which is great. It's, it's the swap. We're, we started out with I had this game plan for the duster when we first brought it home, and then it morphed into, well, I'll just do what I can to freshen it up a little bit and just get it back on the road and keep it on the road. And now through just luck of the draw and just good karma, that's the only way I can put it, is good karma. We've actually gotten on the It's path. not luck of the draw and kar- good karma. It's not that. You know what it is? It's that you're diligent and you're patient. You wait for the good deals. You wait to make that decision. And then you're flexible. If you get something really good, like when that Hemi came up, that wasn't the plan at all. But you realize the value in what you had. Right. Um, and then you're able to adjust course from there. And we'll throw out a big thank you to Chris Maddox for peer pressuring me into the Hemi. Because I was going to pass on it because I was just dead set on I was going to do this, this, and this. So Chris, I can blame Chris for that one. Yes, you can. Okay, Chris Maddox. I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I will say this, from us going from livestock to cars, and this is not a dig on anybody if you do livestock stuff, but just the people that we've been around since we've made the switch, night and day difference. There's a difference between enjoyable hobby, and I do this because I'm here to make money and uh, raise food. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll give you that, but I mean, just their general overall demeanor is completely different. We are not, not against it, but we are not the people cut out for rodeo life. Rodeo no. life is not for us. Car show life is for us. Um, love car show life. Love car show life. They and got I'm, funnel and cake. <laughs> well, everybody has funnel cake. Shh. <laughs> uh, but really, I think it's just that we just find this is just fit. Fits better. It fits what the basis of our relationship really was not what it was forced into what we really voluntarily loved um i think i kept talking to you because you weren't a bumbling yahoo when it came to vehicles and mechanical and ladies pick a man that can work on vehicles you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't, but <laughs> pick men who can work on vehicles because a no one have to wants to call a tow if you break down in the middle of the night. You'd rather have your knight in shining armor come out. How many times did I come rescue you because something went wrong with that C ten? I want to say twice. I feel like it was maybe one or two more times than that. I have no memory of that, so they don't count. Okay. But, I mean, I've had so much fun, and we've met such great couples doing yes. car stuff. Like Absolutely. The, the Narcs brothers and their spouses. Great folks. Love being around them. Larry Mahirin and his wife. Love being around them. For those of you who don't know, that's Fro, and he's going to be Max. I use his government name. <laughs> And then you got Chris Max and his wife. I mean, we've just met such great people. Now you're involving the Alphabet Boys. Oh, I Show's know. over. Sorry, guys. Canceled. Larry was never seen again. But I mean, it's. I'm just. I love the challenge. I love to feel like I've been pushed, pushed, and pushed. And I keep rising to it, meet it, or I bring someone in that knows more than I do, and I learn from that experience as well. Something I have, I really feel like my job as a car wife is to keep you focused. Because you, like many car guys, want to just keep taking on projects and taking on projects and do and do. Um, Just like women, not saying women don't work on cars, but just like car wives, I I will pick up projects to do around the house and not finish some things. My job as a car wife is to say, 
Stop. Don't be stupid. Go finish. Go go back into the garage and finish what you're working on. Stop looking at Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, it's cool. It's a totally cool vehicle. Yes, it would be awesome. Oh my gosh, totally can imagine it. But hey, guess what? That ten grand that you'd sink into that, go sink that into the to the dream car you have in the driveway and get that on the road. Just so everyone knows, I tried to convince Alex to let me buy a 1977 Dodge Camper yesterday for a thousand dollars and that idea got shot down hard (laughs) that's a that's legitimately a weekly thing shooting down a vehicle daily daily it's not like it's daily i I haven't shot anything down today i send you something daily now now you may not necessarily shoot it down i'll just ignore it (laughs) yeah but you also do not acknowledge it whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay yeah you just sent me a vehicle like, oh, look, he's looking at Dodge trucks again. <laughs> but but my goal as the wife is to keep my husband on course. Um, we have goals as a couple. And if you're going to go anywhere, if you, in your cars, in your life, in your career, set goals. They could be like little goals, but there's, they still you need to know what you want. Because if you just jump into something without swinging... Then you end up with a big block 63 C10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Learned a lot from that, though. Oh, yeah. Invaluable experience. I love that truck. It just, it was, it was a, it went through so many renditions before you got it to where it is now. And it's even going to go through another couple renditions before. It's back on the road again, and and that's car life. If you're not gonna do a resto mod, if you're not doing a resto mod, it's gonna be a journey. Yeah, and I mean, even the the C10 started out as that straight six, then your dad had some engine problems, so they put in a 350, and then here I come. And I bought the big block. Well, that, they put in two 350s. Well, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, he put in a 350. Yeah. And then and then here I come, natural progression, uh, let's big block it. <laughs> and folks, I'm going to tell you right now, anybody that says big block swapping anything that wasn't meant to have a big block is easy are liars, and they will not be there to help you do it. Car bros will hype up anything. Yo, man, I want I want to get an Aerostar van, and I want to slam it, and I want to put a Hemi in it. Yeah, that would be awesome. No, no, stop. Full stop. No, they will support anything. It's a great community to a fault. <laughs> y'all, y'all support each other way too much. <laughs> Ain't nobody a better hype man than a car buddy. I mean, if 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 y'all had the budgets to match that hype, everyone would be driving around on freaking life-size Hot Wheels. Now, I will say this. <laughs> I do wish car neighborhoods were a thing. You know, we've, I've thought about that. I'm glad it's not because sometimes you just want to go outside and not talk to somebody. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's that, but I mean, I would think, and hopefully somebody listening to this has money to back this up and we can do a million dollar idea, but I just feel like a car neighborhood, instead of a like community center or a community pool, there's a community shop. <laughs> no, because people wouldn't put their tools back where they belong. People would break stuff and not claim it. Um, or there'd be those guys that leave their tools all greasy and you go to pick it up and you're like, what the heck, Bob? Seriously, Bob? I'm sorry, Bob. I don't, if you're listening, we love you, Bob. <laughs> um, I, see, I disagree with that. Uh, I think you just want to find your people organically. And if you're having a bad car day, you don't want to have the whole neighborhood watching. Okay, I'll give you that one. Just like um, if you're having a bad hair day, you don't want to have a neighborhood of stylists staring at you. That is true. I'm also the least hair savvy person. so. 
Okay, guys, I want to take a moment and thank my wife for sitting down with me this evening and being patient with me and not doing an absolute slam session of all the times I've had her drug her to car stuff. Um, we're definitely going to sit down and do another one of these episodes. Uh, I feel like we can do many of these episodes and just talk about car culture as a couple and everything else. But like I said, I want to just give Alex a big thank you for sitting down with me. It's been a ton of fun. Um, I'd be happy to join anytime. And remember, guys, if you want your wife to do car stuff with you, do the stuff she loves with her. And you got it's that balance. It's all about that balance. And we'll talk more about that balance next time. So, y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Bye bye.